This is a comic book podcast that is streamed live weekly on youtube.com slash comic pop returns. If you are on YouTube, and I know you are, make sure to subscribe to that channel so you can be part of the action yourself. You're going to hear a bunch of questions and comments here on today's episode. Why not add your voice to the show next time? I mean, granted, it will be my voice reading the question, but let's not get hung up on the semantics of it all. Just go to youtube.com slash returns and subscribe today. And if you want to help us out a little further, a nice review on this platform from you would be really appreciated. Make sure to catch the show live on youtube.com slash returns and visit patreon.com slash comicpop if you want to help us more directly. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack. I am Sal. And this is Tiffany. You did that. This is a on purpose. weekly comic book review show where we talk about the books in the past week and then recap and review them. Tell you what we thought about them and then recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. We also want to mention that if you would give this video a like, it helps us out and subscribe to the channel. Click the bell for notifications so that you get notified every time we go live. Uh, if you enjoy this show and you like audio versions, you should check us out over on Spotify or go to patreon.com slash comic pop. Check out the rewards we have for uh, helping us out more directly. Of course, if you want to sponsor today's show, you can do super chats, ask a question or comment, and you'll be here on the show. And uh, that will also go towards helping us out on this show as well uh because we occasionally do get sponsors but i would rather you guys be the sponsor not just because uh it helps keep us employed but also because uh it keeps the show honest and it keeps it this way it keeps it just just between us and i'm tiffany <laughs> <laughs> we just got back from ZapCon. this was the small con that we had been uh promoting for the last couple of months Yes. Um, just this past Saturday, uh, we had a booth. We had some special merch that you'd never seen before that we never even promoted or talked about. Uh, and we sold some of it. And I'm very happy about that. Uh, more importantly, we had a uh, an, an opportunity to meet up with some of you guys out there, which was the most rewarding part of any kind of uh, physical meetup, mm -hmm. uh, which is yeah. meeting, meeting members of the audience and saying hi, hanging yes. out, uh, chatting about comics. And of course... Uh, you know what what makes us uh what makes us have uh have commonalities i gotta i gotta be honest with you too there was a person so if you were there there was a person there who was doing the mc for us um like they just were running all the panels so they were just like you know oh hey you know like you know like this is comic pop and then like thanks comic pop next panel right that yeah. kind of thing they also had a panel earlier that day but um at one point i went to go grab a snack mm -hmm. and um they actually complimented all of you oh yeah, like they were like, "Hey, good, you guys did good," and like, "Thanks for like going overtime." But like, you got, you got, you got a good crowd. You had like, you had nice people there. We I'm did, like, we yeah, have, yeah. There are, they're, they're wonderful. Best audience. So like, I, just, YouTube, I thought that so. was really cool. Like, you yeah. Know, shout out to all of shout you. Shout out to you guys for being cool and respectful. <laughs> uh, I think people were. I think by and large, that was a very, uh, you know, welcoming crowd mm -hmm. uh, overall. Yeah. But uh, yeah, 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 we had a good time. Good time, good conversations. That's right. That's yeah, right. like I was like, I. I know I like hydrated quite a bit while I was there. I, I had like water and then I had brought water with me to have later. And then I got more water. But by the time we left, my, my, my voice was like gone. Really? You just talk so much. And I guess I just don't talk that much in my day to day. I think that's fair. <laughs> like at my job. Oh like, yeah. No, I just don't interact that much. So it was really wonderful. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Uh, we should mention that we will be at uh, New York Comic-Con this uh, early October. Mm -hmm. So if you are going to New York Comic-Con, if you are interested in getting tickets, or if you're being influenced by us in any way, we'll be there. Uh, Tiffany and I will be there, I think, all four days. I will be there all four days. Uh, and uh, we are working out uh, an arrangement where we will sell a little bit of merch and, more importantly, meet up with a lot of like you. Like a moving store. Yes, a moving <laughs> store. We're going to have it at a little booth uh, called 
the Kubert School. Oh, it's not moving. That's right. No, no, no that's going to be the, the the main booth. Yeah. Um, so we don't have to have like a Mushishi esque backpack. We do not. We. Yeah, I mean, I that like, doesn't hurt. I was like, yes, yeah, what we should have. We should have like one of those wooden backpacks. We just pop it open. And it's like, look it. Yeah. Quick. Right. Buy it. I kind of like that idea a lot. <laughs> I mean, certainly, you know, we have over the over the years, we've seen like there there's a there are a few uh recurring situations that we've noticed and certainly at artist alley somebody somebody and i don't mean someone specific i mean like invariably every year somebody around saturday is just sick of it and they abandon their booth in a prime location I assume every year i think oh man I, we should just take it i don't think that they abandon it i i always assume that it's like they had an emergency yeah, or like they had something happened, to leave it. or they like, like maybe they worked at a deal where it's like they only had it for one day and the other person didn't show up mm. I, I i like to think it's not that they've had enough of it right well i think it's usually just something comes up and they have to leave it because they they spent thousands of dollars on that booth mm. but even still i'm like we should just put our stuff in and then announce like listen tomorrow this is the booth <laughs> But uh, I feel I, I'm I'm so think, afraid of being like. I think they might get us. I think they would. I think they would indeed. Which is why we like to work it out through legitimate. That's also like that's that's kind of garbage of us too. And here's why. Let me tell you why that's trash of us because we've never people, done it. So th- no, we've never done that. But if we were to do that, the people down on our side, Ali spent a lot of money to be down there, and so that'd be really trashy for us to just appear. Yeah. And us just be like, yeah, we that's didn't not pay fair for to it. Those <laughs> they worked real hard. And Agreed. Like, it's like. Some, sometimes it's spend a lot of money spend a lot of money and like sometimes like when you're first starting out and you're trying to put yourself out there like that that's like it's like everything that is everything yeah so, no we're true. not doing no no <laughs> uh but we wanted to jump into a couple of super chats before we jump into the books because okay. you uh read a lot of books and i didn't um i'm actually disappointed in myself because I, I mostly I because too. i missed punisher yep I, I forgot punisher came out okay let's just let's just really quickly i'm gonna tell you guys yeah yeah please. the other things we're not gonna talk about yeah <laughs> Let's talk about what we're not going to talk Ghost about. Ghost Rider, because I didn't get a chance. The Ghost Rider number six versus yeah. Wolverine. Yeah, Nuff the one that said. said enough said, which I bought, and I was like, oh, they're doing one of those like issues silent. that it's like silent, and that's going to be so dope because it's going to be Wolverine and Ghost Rider. So a lot of it will be them maybe fighting, and you don't even, that's going to be, no, nah, it's not what it is. So yeah. I was like, okay, I will have to sit down and read that. But mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it because I don't know. Like, Why not? Two characters. Yeah. Like, like when I think of Ghost Rider, especially like during the Danny Ketch era, like a lot of characters showed up in that book. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, Wolverine should be here for a Ghost Rider right. book. Um. So we're not going to talk about no. that. She Hulk number six. I didn't read it, but uh, I did pick it up. I'm not going to talk about that. Um. New Mutants number twenty nine. Not going to talk about it. Didn't get to it. Mm-mm. Just didn't. Just did not get to that today. No. And there's a point to all this. We'll get into it in just yeah. a second. But yes. No. Yeah, I just want to let you guys know. Right. And and. Because I don't want to buy it twice, and I didn't get it in physical yet. Dear Detective, number one. Yes, Batman, Dear Detective from Lieber Mayho, writing Typically, and drawing. Said, occasionally, occasionally, for a show, I will buy something twice, but not at an $8 price no. point. I was like, I couldn't justify getting a digital copy of it and, and then getting a physical of it, but I really want that physical copy of this book if I can get it. If not, then I will just have to read it digital and just eat it until they hopefully reprint it. <laughs> yeah. Also, num- Alien number one, uh, the relaunch for Alien from Phil Kennedy Johnson and Julius Ach- Ota. Uh, didn't read it. Okay. So we're not going to talk about that this one This is either. not going to be a new segment of the show. but Where this, we just talk about what we skipped it's this week. Just, we, and we will talk about why. We're but those are books that we... Yeah wanted to read but we're going to read and then didn't get a chance to and the reason why we didn't get a chance to is because yeah (laughs) i know we're gonna get into super chats but yeah but hang on we yeah because like i don't expect cross company like dc marvel and other comic book companies as well to look at each other's schedules and go like oh let's try to lighten it up this week i do sort of expect within company to look at your scheduling and go 
maybe we might want to spread this out a little bit, right? Because it's like, yes, some weeks are going to be lighter than, but the weeks that are heavier become overwhelming. And here's what I'm afraid is what is going to happen is that like, there are a lot of people that will actually go back through their backlogs. Like I end up having to do it, especially when I want to catch back up. But like, I think you're going to lose readers on titles that they're picking up because maybe they have a cursory interest into it, but it's not like one of their mainstays. It's something they wanted to try um but because of the fact that it's like you overwhelmed them with just your company's titles that week that basically like you know like all right like i'm gonna be off like let's say it's like new mutants i'm just looking at the title here that's why like you know someone might be like i'm i didn't i didn't read it i didn't pick it up i'm not gonna read it no so like then i won't go back either no necessarily especially if it gets caught up in this but we keep seeing this where it's like certain certain group and, th- and this may just be you know for me because i was thinking i was like oh like maybe it's just me because of like what we're X-Men. reading because of x-men but i was like but if you're reading x-men and you're into judgment day then you're probably reading all the same things i had to read this week and it's like it's it's a lot especially if you don't have as much free time now if you do and you're able to read all these that's awesome that's absolutely amazing but not everyone has the availability to like sit down and read like 15 titles right Right. And of course, and then also to like remember it and really like have it sink in. I don't know. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing. Well, it, 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 it feeds into the other problem, which is that most folk don't have a single resource through which they know what's coming out week to week or what's coming out next. Mm-hmm. That's why we like to provide that, because it's tough. It's tough to keep that straight. And of course, you have life, you have job, you have, you know, re- relationship, friendships, whatever. Dogs doesn't matter those things will prevent you from getting to the the creature comforts and the the hobbies Mm -hmm. that being sitting down and reading a comic book yeah and not knowing when it comes out or or having a stack and then forgetting what's next or not remembering or having it all like kind of blend together the the browsing habits of today's entertainment consumers Mm -hmm. are such that if they are overwhelmed they will just abandon it Mm -hmm. i mean Look at that in the comic book world for the local comic shop collector who realizes that their pull list has gotten too unwieldy and then they just abandon the comic book store and then don't pay their bill. You know, Mm -hmm. that's prevalent and a problem. I'm sure it's not an epidemic the way that, uh, you know, some other issues plaguing the industry are, but it certainly is part and parcel of the like, if there's too many options and not enough money or time or both people will choose neither. Like they'll just, they'll just abandon it. Mm -hmm. And so these publishers do need to get this thing in order. They need to figure out like their scheduling. And I believe there used to be at least some kind of approach. And I think it's just because there are more comics out now than ever before. Oh, sure. But I definitely feel like we all, you know, like we've, we've seen a couple of weeks and it used to be like, if there was like a a month that had more than four weeks, that fifth week was kind of light, right? Like you saw that a lot, but now it feels like there's random weeks that are kind of light. Yeah. And I know recently with random shortages and like paper shortages shortages and and, and like COVID. Yeah. All sorts of like, you know, issues in terms of that, like we have seen heavier weeks, but it just feels like it's kind of becoming the norm. Yeah. And I'm just worried that like books that have some smaller follow, like the followings are going to be lost in the shuffle because of it. And I'm hoping it doesn't become like an honest problem, but like, listen, like, you know, we always say like, Oh, when you've got a light week, hopefully maybe you can pick up something that you haven't read before, or like you can hang on to those funds for the next week, but that doesn't always happen. Like life happens between the weeks (laughs) between like the issues of pages or of uh, books. So like, 
by that next week, you might not have the additional funds and you might just have the funds you had for that week. And then what are you going to do? You got to make choices. And that sucks. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, it would be good for everyone if they could try to kind of spread these out a little bit more. So at least within their own company. Right. That's it. And I, I think they should also work within the industry itself. It I would think be that- nice. But like if we could at least get within company, because like there are people who read DC and Marvel. There are people who read one Only, one or the other. Yeah. yeah. And so like if at the very least the like the companies themselves were doing a better job of mediating that, I think it would be easier to be a cross company. Yeah, I think so. Just saying. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's my that's my little podcast section. Just there saying. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, let's talk about at least one of these books that came out this week. We'll, we'll talk about something um, before we jump into like the nitty gritty. Or like, the super chats. The super chats, yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's, let's, I'm going to bang out a few right now. Why not? Um, Guys, <laughs> guys, let's talk about Marauders really quickly. Marauders was one of those books this week that like mm. I actually had to catch up on because I remember that I hadn't read issue six, so issue uh-huh. seven. Or no, I hadn't read issue five, so issue six i was like oh i should probably read issue five which was literally the end of everything that had been going on in the current run of marauders okay you know like with the first mutants and all that stuff right like the threshold like out in space shiar empire all that it was we concluded that oh okay that's over so that we're good with that for now um and now we're in in italian territory now we're in italian territory now that said this is obviously one of those books that got caught up in something in scheduling because issue five took place really before the gala with a little <laughs> scene at the end of it that was seven after the gala. Okay. So, oops. Like, that's going to happen. Yeah. But like I said, it doesn't feel like right now it's just only that. So uh, Marauders very much is a tie-in book. Um, it's written by uh, Steve Orlando with art by uh, Andrea Brocardo. There's something about Marauders that I like, and there's also something about Marauders that I just can't connect with. Like, I have, like, a real interesting relationship with this book. It's very much a disconnect. Like, I really want to like this book a lot. There's a lot of interesting characters on it. There's a lot of, like, um, like potential in terms of storytelling here, but there's just something about this book I just can't connect to, right? Mm. There's also something very much about it where things are just happening on the page that makes me think of, like, 90s x-men like where it's just things are happening yeah and i'm like and i'm reading it but like something about it isn't quite penetrating penetrating well docking is on the cover docking is the least of my concerns in this book i'll be absolutely honest with well, the you. cover suggests he's the protagonist well in this he's just it, it's more this issue is like steve orlando took this assignment to heart and was like we're doing a tie-in issue so what we're <laughs> going to do is like a lot of characters are being judged especially within the like if you are an X-Man or an Eternal right now, like the the Eye of Judgment and your books are going to be on that. Not that Eternal's necessary as a book, but it kind of does. And we'll talk about that later. But like, <laughs> that's what we're going to do. We take each other characters. We kind of get like, um, like a like what happened when they got judged, that kind of thing, mm. right? Like, how did it all go? And it's uh-huh. through the guise of a character named Birdie who is like a, has the power of like mental health. Okay. Like she's like a therapist. All like, right. She's like a like you know. And she's like, just really good. That's her power. Well, like she describes herself as like you know as like combat medic. She's like a combat psychologist. Okay. Like, where it's like she can go in. She can, she's got the glow. She goes with you on it mm. and like helps you through your trauma. And I was like, right. that's kind of cool. cool. That like cool. that's a very honestly useful sort of ability, right? Like yes. Yeah. Um. But um. At the end of this, because we do all that, right? And then at the end of this, they're like, oh, but hey, don't forget, we have to keep Marauders going. So this is really, <laughs> like, 
for me, this feels like your standard tie-in style story where it's just like, hold on, we're going to put the brakes on the book yeah. to do the tie-in. Right. Right. And then at the end, we'll be like, but don't forget, there's something else happening. There's more book because, after this. Like a lot's been going on for X-Men or like for Mutant, for Krakoan Kine right now. There's been quite a few threats that have like, you know, shown up for them. Let's let's add another one onto the pile, right? Um, so enter Judas Traveler. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god! I did not see that coming. So someone had tweeted at me. They're like, "I can't wait to hear like Sal's reaction to the end of Marauders." And I got to the end of it, I was like, "Nah." <laughs> I can't believe that. I know they they had suggested maybe he might be a mutant when they were like when they were workshopping him after inventing him. Yeah. But oh my god. Yeah. So. That's incredible. Yeah. What a great pull. <laughs> he belongs there. I hope he joins the council. Him and Exodus. Um, but he seems to be working for Orcus. Yeah. Okay. So um, we'll, we'll maybe he'll see. be in the dark web. We'll see how that goes. Well, like I said, Marauders is one of those. It keeps pulling me back in, but like I just can't connect to it. No. I don't understand. Just things are happening and just like things bouncing off your yeah. armor. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I Marauders. Marauders. Bam. Done. Um, I also read um x-force this week craven fans this is your book this this is i know at least one this is your book let me tell you that right now um, i don't think that came out this week x-force 31 yeah i think it did or did i just buy that i think you might have just bought it right there it is it's right there yeah that's from la that's from two weeks ago oh well i'm still gonna talk about it real quick <laughs> real quick this is written by uh ben percy with art by robert uh gill and it is it's cool looking and, <laughs> it's cool looking uh, it's cool looking it's fun looking uh it here's why i wanted to talk about it oh One, yes it's a tie-in two craven is acknowledged as a clone oh and, part, and like it, they they've decided that like this is going to be a driving force for his character in this book ben percy was like you know what i'm gonna take this i'm gonna run with it i'm gonna own this right i'm gonna do a i'm gonna i'm gonna really well, redeem like, craven's that, clone like, he's like you know like killing bears and wearing their skins mm -hmm. other than normal craven stuff or like in the in, up in the north yes is because of the fact that he's looking for the celestial because he's like i wasn't born and like being right. born out of like you know out of like from from your mother like you know coming through like blood and viscera and all that like i didn't have that because i'm but a clone and that's uh -huh. like connected to like yeah so are test two babies you freaking weirdo yeah but like he's like so like i'm like i'm looking for that and so that is why so i was judged yeah he's like i i'll do that but i'll also like hunt for it he's got a whole shtick okay and he's going okay cloven right but like he uses um is that what we're calling him i'm calling him that right now um He's going to use Deadpool in order to get onto Krakoa. Uh, he's very interested in Beast as well, which, by the way, Beast has a moment like in this where like he has a like like one of those like infographic dump pages, right? Where right at the bottom he says like sometimes I think the only way X Force might be successfully unified and, and collaborative is if I clone myself several times over. And I'm oh like, God. God, please don't. Also, Sage acknowledges that like Beast, like you've changed Sage. She's like, so have you? Like to the <laughs> point where some people like don't even know who you are. And yeah. I'm like, okay, yes. where, are we, yes. where are we going? With Do this? it. Where, where are we going? With this? So, Redcon yeah. him. So that was from two weeks ago. But we didn't have a chance to talk about that. So bam, we did that. Um, Moon Knight <laughs> number 15, which I think also. No, that was this week. That was this week. Um, Moon Knight number 15 came out. Solid issue. This like really like, you know how we're saying that like the, the like one, like the deep dive into his disassociated identity disorder, like it kind of left me like wanting more. Yes. This was the more. Yay. Where it's like we come around and we like see like the collaboration from it. Like hopefully it actually like 
is meaningful and right, not just off. like yeah or not just like something that mark's doing just to like get everyone to shut up <laughs> like hopefully it actually means something to him but it is a pretty dope issue and it really does pay that off um that's written by uh, jad mckay with art by uh alessandra capuccio that's correct um but yeah fun issue yay um I, 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 it just it's a good it, series it, it's, it's just a good series but like again there was just something about this issue like it feels like just a straight up companion piece to the other issue that i was like mm, i wish there was more oh and then they're like here more. you go yeah yeah hmm. so that's issue. pretty cool yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> those are a couple good of like, you, quick, moon Knight. yeah quick ones that i wanted to go over there is like, like one or two other like older ones that i'm going to get into like at least uh x-men Oh, X-Men, yes. I think it's important to talk about usually like typically anyways the flagship book but we'll 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 get to that but yeah. I, I don't sure we talk about it right now okay. why not let's let's let's, let's um, mess, mess that this I week, should point out that we got this issue today in the mail from Marvel because we do Marvel today we do uh, a case I, I I tried it out I wanted to test out the Marvel subscription model so this is a two-week-old book that came out today for Oops. us but I also got tomorrow's amazing spider-man so I guess that all works out right what really yeah are you sure oh yeah no they mail the 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 thing with the marvel subscriptions is if you get them like if you subscribe to a series mm-hmm. odds are you'll probably get them a day or two earlier than they come out on the newsstands Dope. so like i read this i read this week's spider-man but we'll talk about it next time um but x-men 14 yeah so for some of the books this week guys i wrote notes oh god I wrote notes because I was like, I get too lost in it. And there were too many books this week sometimes. So well, there you have it. So I tried... see our other conversation. Yeah. So I wrote, I wrote some notes. X-Men 14 written by Jerry Duggan with art by CF Via is a tie-in issue to Judgment Day. It's one of those issues that feels like Duggan saying, okay, my book is part of this, but also I want to keep telling a fun action-packed X-Men stories like I have been doing. Like the book is. Yeah. yeah. So he manages to do a tie-in while also giving us a story that relates to what has been going on in X-Men. Um, we just got a new team. Like yes. We just got a new team. Yeah, and now we're doing an event. Right, and so they're thrown into the fray immediately, but that doesn't stop um, craft from their own book from showing up, mm-hmm. right? Like, So it's like, we got this thing going on from AXE, but you know what? Hey, don't forget, Game World happened. Yeah. And that's technically over. Like, we, we defeated... Yeah, they did. Yeah, but like, we saved them, and it should be done, except there's some aliens that didn't quite get the memo that Game World was over, so yes. they're trying to get the payout on destroying Earth. <laughs> How? By firing something into the sun to cause, essentially, a huge solar flare it's it's going to be an extinction level event okay cyclops and magic sneak onto the ship trying to figure out what's going on Mm -hmm. um but unfortunately they're too late to stop the device from entering the sun oh crap so this like extinction level event is now careening towards the earth that's cool bobby gets to shine in this issue along with angelica literally we just needed spider-man to show up and i know we have an amazing (laughs) friend team up uh here is succeed right before um like right before it like you know goes nova or destroys everything yeah yeah. they uh, head back to krakoa for the next fight but bobby takes a few moments because they have to go through the gate um to give a reporter a quick interview and the entire issue is really couched within the The article she wrote so it's like we see that at the beginning we see that at the end yeah it's a fun issue that fits i ate all those chips the chips some scraps there's like there's i ate all of them i, I thought i saw you a none reflection of them. yeah no there's a little I, I bit i offered you no chips that's okay i'm sorry i don't need chips um it's a fun issue that fits totally with the this run to date it's thrilling and action-packed the article being mm. a vehicle for the let's go back might seem cliche but bobby talking about his life as a mutant as a gay man as well serves to remind us that many marvel characters and teams uh came from inspiration pulled from the real world outside of our window you that's know true what i mean there's something about that there that i was like wow it's yeah. like so current but also gives you that hey don't forget that's what these characters came from yeah um so i really appreciate that oh also cyclops gets to be cyclops in this 
Cyclops being Cyclops in this. Yeah, he doesn't have to be Captain Krakoa anymore. No, no, but he also no, but he's like BB and Cyclops because he gets judged right in this issue. But it goes on his own terms. Yes. And you can imagine how that goes. Naturally. Do you have guesses? Well, you told me. Oh. No, I didn't. You did. Did I? Only my wife can judge me. Oh, I didn't tell you that. You did. I didn't because I just read it today. Well, that's weird. <laughs> well, that's weird. What? <laughs> yeah, only his wife can judge him, but like he's judged positively. Yeah. And he walks away like, yes, right. Shut up, Cyclops. <laughs> Captain America is a thousand times more honorable than we, you are. No, no, no. We're gonna, I'm going to explain to you why he's no, judged that way. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. There's a, there, like, Gillen's like, no, no. Yeah, I, I know. Not. You know what it is? It's a broken celestial, and he's stupid. No, That's what it is. Because you know Spider-Man's well, going to be yeah, judged they're... thumbs down as well, because well, we'll Zeb Wells writing them. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Let's get into some super chats, and then we will get more into the judgment and what's going on there. The judgment. The judgment. Uh, Ahmed Jihad says, my comic shop in the United Arab Emirates uh, finally started to get uh, books the week it comes out. Now I can finally catch up on here without getting spoiled. Well, that's great. Yay! That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, Brian Rollins will have to catch the video later, but I'm so happy for Off the Rack to be back. Hope you enjoyed your time off and ZapCon. Thank you very much, Brian. Thank uh, you. Catch you on the rewind. I know that, yeah, I forgot we missed it because of Labor Day and we deliberately like, we're like, no, no. no, Some books that I wanted to catch up on. Yes. And I wanted to make sure um, that we got something here on this channel because if you're subscribed and you get the notification bell clicked on so you get notified when we have new videos, then naturally uh, you saw there weren't. Uh, either live shows nor was there a let's talk video but we did get gbu out and so if you haven't already caught it you should watch the good the bad and the ugly where tiffany uh ben and myself talk about uh fake marvel amalgam com- uh, combinations including arachnite iron hammer and soldier supreme which one it reigns supreme i think you'll be uh unsurprised as to which one it is but check out that episode it's here on this channel right now this water tastes really weird. Yeah, it's old water. Uh, Ray mm. Farr, Comipop Woo, wanted to say thanks for starting the Comipop Plays channel. I'm super excited to watch the old streams and watch Tiffany hate Avengers. I should point <laughs> that out. We didn't get a chance to really talk about that, but uh, there is a new channel in the Comipop like, Tiffany does network. not like that game. She does not like that game. She does not. Uh, but she did play that game uh, quite a bit, uh, seven times to be exact, because that's how many parts there are to the... Uh, or I'm sorry, eight parts. I only play for a few hours. That's true. To the uh, um, yeah, to the the comic pop uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three playlist. But uh, this is the third channel under the uh, comic pop umbrella. They are basically just reuploads of the Twitch channel. But when we catch up, I think we're gonna start doing some interesting things with that channel. And it's going to be very TIFF-centric, and I'm very excited about it. So if you haven't already, make sure to go over to that channel and subscribe. The com- the link is in the chat right now. And if you're watching the show after the fact, it's pinned. It's the first comment in the bottom of this video. So check that out as well. But subscribe to Comic Pop Plays and check out older videos that Tiffany uh, streamed that you may have never seen. That's because if you true. are watching Tiffany on twitch.tv slash comic pop, as I know you probably are, uh, you are catching Tiffany live. But Twitch doesn't like old videos. They don't keep them. But no. we do. Yeah. But the older videos, unfortunately, before we were we we became Twitch affiliates, uh, were not in any way high res. So there are they're a little low, lower res than you'd uh, come to expect on these two channels here. Yes. But I... the third channel, yeah, new stuff. Now that uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance has every video out, you can check out the playlist to see the entire stream uh, for that game. And then we're gonna have a palate cleanser because you only played it the one time. But Alien Isolation is gonna come out the next. Uh, time that the we we, uh, we drop a video and then another series will commence and that will be star wars uh jedi whatever the hell that you know the one with the cute droid <laughs> i only 
played a little bit of Alien Isolation because it was for Halloween. That's why there's only so one we were, video. Yeah, we did like a sampling. Exactly. And if you like it, hey, blow that video up and maybe we'll make more. That one didn't have as many jump scares as some of the other ones we did. No, like, Isolation's a good game. Like Bendy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, check out uh, that channel and you will get new videos basically over the weekend. So like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, new videos uh, pretty much every day of the weekend uh, for the foreseeable future. And stay tuned for more. Yeah. Uh, he also wanted to say uh, if uh, great art can save a bad book. I personally loathed Three Jokers and Doomsday Clock, but I loved the art. Maybe I just hate Jeff Johns. Could be you do. Uh, I will say that good art will always be more forgiven than bad art. Depends on the person. In a comic book. Like, yeah. Depends on the person. I think so, but I think because certainly for me. I can't get really... Get past the bad writing? Yeah, well, no. Um yeah no like bad art will will kill good writing i don't know occasionally i've read some stories that i let it go (laughs) yeah the bad art you mean yeah Mm. especially if you like if you know the artist is like new i don't know it's like yeah it depends it depends i don't know although that said like i i read uh one of the books i read this week that we already talked about Mm -hmm. which i don't want to like put an artist down so i'm not going to mention which book it was so luckily i've like done a few of them yeah there was literally a face in there that like I, I was like, why? We're like, and I and I've seen this before. Like you, like, you know what you're drawing. It's like, no, it's more that like this is like a like a, a more like like earlier in their career mm-hmm. artist mistake, like someone who's just learning. Where yeah. it was like everything lined up except the mouth was over here, and I was mm-hmm. like, why? This is not right. This is not like a thing you're doing. This this is like this a, is just a mistake. This is an oops. And yeah. it's like that sucks. Uh, so yeah, I think, but uh, I like that we're both on two different sides of the spectrum. I think that good art will times. elevate a bad no, no, book no, i think 100 percent. like i'm definitely for that but there have been occasions like mm-hmm. doesn't always no it's true occasionally i'll be like nah, right. yeah like uh matthew chalaga booths are like hermit crabs if one is abandoned someone else will come and claim it <laughs> we've seen that i've seen that happen that's why i was like we should do it because someone else is going to take this booth uh but we won't because we're people of uh, integrity uh rishi venkatesh apparently uh <laughs> not new not a book have you heard batman unburied spotify audio drama that i dare say has my favorite version of riddler uh, voiced by Hanson Minhaj. Uh, I have not ever heard of that. No. And uh, I like my comics normally in comic book form, but I have heard, uh, you know, that it's it's cool. Like I've heard of audio dramas, like the Wolverine one, uh, that are really I, cool. I like that Doctor Strange audio book. That's right. That yeah, you have a CD of that. Uh, the Milkman. I got it for like super cheap someplace. So yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, look out behind you. It's Wolverine. <gasps> what? Where? Uh, also, Sal, what do you think about Dark Web? I don't remember the last Spider-Man X-Men crossover. Yeah, it's, it's been a while, and uh, those should be like the top Marvel books of of the of the era. So it should really work out. Now it should that, really work now out. Firestar and Iceman are on a team. Seriously, together. and Zeb Wells left the X office to go to the Spider office, so there's synergy there as well. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm not excited about it, but uh, that's only because I'm like. You didn't know what to do with Ben Riley, so you made him a bad guy, and now he's part of this stupid event. Like, oh, literally, like a year or less later. Okay, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but I will reserve ju- uh, judgment. Uh, the derpiest to derps. Hey guys, love the Batman Endgame back issues. Now I wait for Super Heavy, which I'd argue is one of the most underrated modern Batman arcs. Uh, that's true, and you will be waiting for Tiffany to cover that one because she loved Super Heavy and okay. also uh, championed it. And I think it's worth uh, discussion. And so Super Heavy will happen on the couch. Uh, sooner rather than later but it won't be like next week you know no <laughs> but uh yeah cat lawyer will defend for treats okay i gotta ask why does Ethan hate, ethan hate dragons i think we just hit him with too many dragons once you know his problem was that like 
his real problem was the Scott Snyder dragons. His issue was the Dark Knight's metal dragons and how like Ethan just has in, a limit for dragons. Well, it's like apparently. when in doubt, throw a dragon at it and we'll just forgive how stupid something is. And he's like, no, no, I will not. Like, you can't just hit me with a dragon. And I, maybe it's because he admires the purity of dinosaurs and dragons are just pretend dinosaurs. Uh, it could be. I don't know. Uh, Matthew Trelaga returns to say Cyclops' judgment was so lame. This was a chance for them to really examine his character, see how his good qualities compared to his many, many faults, but instead he monologues for half a page and then he gets a thumbs up. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was just the, like, being like, we have to see Cyclops like, get a judgment, but, like, we don't want to make the book about him that. again. Like it's been about. It has mostly been about Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops has been had like a played a big role. It hasn't always been about him, but like no. he's played a big role. So I, I get them just being like, "There, done. <laughs> it's over. Right. We can move on." Yeah. Uh, Steampunk says, "Hi, Soundivity. I was got I was uh, reading JLA Trial by Fire and currently reading mm -hmm. the Ultimate Galactus trilogy. Become a fan of Plastic Man and Martian Manhunter. Very nice. Yeah, those are great and also great characters. I'm yeah. glad you're digging them, man. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. I got to check out Trial by Fire. I don't think I've read it. Mm -hmm. uh, Abe Sapien, well, thank you very much for your generosity, thank Abe. You so so uh, much. More importantly, just wanted to say thanks uh, to Sal for covering Beta Ray Bill on back issues. Yay. Absolutely love the episode and Ben and Ethan's reactions to the awesomeness that is the story." Uh, also got Wonder Woman Dead Earth for my birthday yesterday. Well, happy Yay. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, Abe Sapien. And uh, I'm glad you got that because that's a dope-ass book. Yeah, and a great gift. A great <laughs> gift. Great gift. Cat Lawyer returns. Watch out. Wolverine's coming for you guys. Thankfully, he is part of the staff, so he, uh, you know, he knows what side of the bread he is buttered on. Uh, Comics Lamar, Thor uh, beating Gore with Zeus's toy lightning bolt felt like the equivalent of using a spring-loaded boxing glove. I hated it. No respect for Jason Aaron. Uh, that's fair. That's, I, I hear you. I know people are frustrated by that. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't not have respect for Jason Aaron. I like his work. I don't like his work. It's a mixed bag. Uh, I like his I, individual character work. Mm -hmm. Certainly his team books uh, leave a lot to be desired, but yes. uh, you know, I, his, his Thor run is celebrated and, and, and will be remembered for centuries. Uh, the movie, maybe not so much. Uh, Potassium to the heart uh, started house of X joined the Patreon family. Looking forward to watching the videos on the new channel. Uh, read a pod uh, based comic to practice reading comic layouts. Uh, with a familiar story super helpful that's great nice right. that's excellent and uh thank you very much for your attempt to get to the show i do apologize for the road trouble that you experienced and welcome to the patreon yeah. patreon.com slash comic bob um whoop. sorry this thing doesn't really there we go dan v900 i find flashpoint beyond to be much more compelling than dark crisis now uh those first few pages of of fb do spoil the final page of dark crisis 4 oops uh indeed they do but i do have it on good authority that is to say uh from joshua williamson himself over on the comics experiment on comic story and youtube channel that uh you don't get spoiled like dark crisis is not spoiled by flashpoint beyond like okay. you may spoil the for the fourth issue but you're not spoiling the whole thing mm. so don't worry uh okay so i think Thomas Lamar was saying they have no respect for Jason Aaron. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know, and I'm saying I do, but like you know. Okay. Well, because they they have no respect for Jason Aaron. They it was oh, okay. limit. Oh, I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, Doctor Bright says, "Hey guys, y'all good? So, how do exactly do luck powers work? I personally see it as a form of reality warping." Could Iska be beat by Hulk or Superman? Um, well, uh, hi, doing okay. And um, seemingly no, because she would just find a way to like 
not allow that to happen. Right. Like that's the the issue with Iska, unless you like cheat her, because we did see that it could be proven that you could cheat her. Yes. Basically. So I, I maybe it's reality warping. I don't know. Is there luck based? Yeah, it's domino magic i was gonna say like some mm. other force is there a luck force there's a speed force in dc <laughs> is there a luck force oh in uh, marvel that sounds like a pitch oscar moreno <laughs> something's poisoning the luck force <laughs> oh my god the beyonder being back teasing a new secret wars i i that would be cool would make sense i haven't seen anything about that film? certainly yeah that'd be synergistically <laughs> working synergistically but yeah, so uh, let's talk about some books. Uh, Batman number 127 came out this past week. It is, of course, written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Belen Ortega and Jorge Jimenez. Um, yeah, this was, I saw this cover like before the run even started. I remember Jimenez was just like, check out this page. Like he just really I'm liked really it. Not a fan. I know. It's also a panel in the book. So it's, it's like, like it's oh, intense. like it's just, it's either the same panel or an embellishment of that panel. Mm. Either way, I dig it. I mean, like, I saw a lot of people talking about this cover, like, I think in, sub- in a favorable way. Subjectively, I don't like it. Mm, well, certainly. It's that. just not content I'm like, looking for. No. And I, you know what's <laughs> funny? I, I think it's the thumbnail for this episode, but I was thinking about how um, there are a lot of, like, recent Batman covers where it's just his face. Yeah, <laughs> And I'm that. like, you know, half of it is obscured by something. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out, like, is that his eye? Is that a reflection of an eye? Like, I don't want to see his eye in the white. You know, there's a lot of, yeah. It's, it's, you know, I, I dig it, but, like, I get why some folk might not be excited about it. Mm. That being said, uh, Batman battles, uh, well, Batman of Zurana battles, um, uh, the hell's his name? The robot? Pro- uh, I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. It's a... It's a robot that like is a uh, you know you figure out what this what his problem is like he's failsafe that's it he's failsafe uh, Batman is. fights failsafe and uh, you know the idea is that Batman kind of like reasons that the Batman of Zurana which is to say the Batman that is divorced from Bruce Wayne the Batman that he creates in his mind thanks to Frank, uh, Grant Morrison's uh, you know own embellishments of that idea. Uh, create a failsafe as a failsafe for Batman. Mm-hmm. And uh, the book is kind of like uh, bookended by Tower of Babel references. Uh, you know, we see the end of Tower of Babel and a little bit more. Zdarsky adds to that. Okay. You know, where Batman was voted out of the Justice League because he took down the Justice League. And Superman is like, what do you, what's your plan for if you, you know, if you go rogue, you know, you have plans for all of us. Mm-hmm. What's your plan? And he's like, the Justice League, Superman. And he's like, that's horse shit. And it's like, yeah, it is horse shit. It's failsafe. It's this robot I built that I keep in the basement. Yeah. And uh, of course, once the word got out that Batman like murdered someone, failsafe was activated. And so Batman, Bruce Wayne is like, I got to ask Zurana to get like the code to turn him off because mm-hmm. clearly Zurana invented this failsafe for me. And uh, Zurana is like, I deleted that memory because my, my my brain's a computer. Uh, we also indicate that like maybe there's a Robin of Zurana and that uh, Batman has like a suit specifically, I think, for Tim. If Tim wants to like turn off the Tim Drake part and just go nuts and be the Robin of Zerna, I don't know. I was like, what? Okay. It doesn't pay off, but, uh, All right. but it, it is really cool to see like Batman unhinged in Wayne Manor, which mm-hmm. has been kind of like shuttered because, you know, Bruce Wayne isn't a billionaire anymore or some nonsense, uh, which hasn't been cleaned up yet. But, uh, it, it's a really well executed fight. And it's just Batman versus this 
rogue. Mm-hmm. It's Batman and Robin versus this robot. Right. Tim gets a couple of awesome licks in. Uh, ultimately, the robot is like too challenging for both of them. Uh, we also get a little like introspection for Batman, where he's like, "Oh, uh, Batman needs Bruce Wayne. Shut off uh, Zurinov." So then, real Batman's free, and uh, we see that like. Yeah, Batman like learns a lesson about like humanity and being himself and like relying on friends and family to take care of him and help him out. Mm-hmm. And so and and as a result, uh um Superman rescues them. Oh. Then it's a really, really well earned, awesome moment at the end. Cause like they're in Which who is it? It's Clark. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, no. They're just like Well, oh. Cl- Clark's back now from the Mongol bullshit. Well, I just meant like there's that, there's you know yeah the dark crisis stuff oh no don't worry about okay. any of that nobody else is okay but uh yeah no it's it's really cool they're like in the like front foyer of, of way manor and then like it gets cold and like fail safe is like frozen and then clark is standing in the doorway and he's like get away from my friend and you're like oh yay really cool just a really good issue i was like this is a good issue um this is a darsky run i think we're, we're three issues deep it's going really well it's not like yay chip yeah yeah, it's not blowing people's minds. Like it's not just like this is amazing. It's just it's, it's really well art, like really good art, really well uh, written character, and that's really what it's all about. It's about character. Mm-hmm. It's about getting the character right, or at least ex- like you know respecting the character and giving you something that like either you haven't seen in a long time or you've never seen before. Right. Um, this book uh, manages to do both very well. So okay. hooray for Batman one twenty seven. Yep. Uh, really quick, I read Amazing Fantasy 1000. That was from like I think last really week. Really quick. This is like a big thing. It right? is a big thing. It doesn't matter. It's a cash grab. This is the, one of the weakest covers Marvel's published in years. Um, I, I, I don't respect this cover at all because it's not a cover. It looks like the cover of a book or a trade or a uh, or a promotional material. You know, like maybe a poster. I know we had a we had a little bit of a discussion about it because I was like, mm-hmm. I hate this cover, and you're like, no. I was like that. Go ahead. To me, it looks like it's hearkening back to like simpler times with mm-hmm. this cover. Like this reminds me of like really early older covers. Mm-hmm. And so like I feel like they were going for that. I-, I do wish it was a little more stylized to that, but I do happen to like the like sky like the skyline being made into a building as well. Yeah. No, like, I, hear I think you. it's the Empire State Building. Maybe it's hard to tell with the logo it over it. Yeah. Um but I was like that's kind of cool. It's 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 neat. Um but I feel like they were going for that. I don't know if that really hit the mark necessarily, but I didn't hate it. I didn't see it and go like ew. No, I didn't say well I wasn't like ew. It was just kind of like <laughs> oh. It, that it was oh rather yeah. than ew. But uh Amazing Fantasy of course didn't uh go a thousand issues. It barely broke uh 15. Uh but you know they they've i think they've realized that rather than celebrate spider-man's 30th anniversary by putting amazing spider-man 30th anniversary special yeah if you call the thousandth issue you'll probably sell like a hundred more units or but, something like but that but like 30 years is like important yeah that's a long time right but what about just selling a thousand issues like that's it that's all they care about it's mm. just it's awful uh just the, the whole like chicanery around it is awful it's also like funny because you think oh well okay amazing fantasy then i guess you're going to be doing like random payoff to other stories mm-hmm. you know like there is a there's a story in amazing fantasy 15 where it's spider-man but there's other stories in there like there's one about like a crook who hides in a mummy's like tomb yeah and then gets sent back in time like there's a really like and then in i think kurt Busiek took over amazing fantasy for like a minute mm-hmm. did like 16 and like paid that story off right. no it's still about spider-man it's just spider-man's 30th anniversary it's really and that's I'm like what i don't like is like the numbering like this to jump like that yeah. it's cheap it's cheap it's just cheap and it's not real no, it's exactly. all fabricated exactly because that's... like what if you do yeah what if you do hit it then I'll, well, you'll never hit Amazing Fantasy because it, it never yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. crested 20. 
but uh, it's stupid. It's a well, like, stupid idea. It's like a zero issue. Right. Or a negative issue or a point one issue. Right. Do they basically, did they figure it out from market research? They must've been like, oh no. No, I mean like a thousand they, issues, a thousand if, issues get if like. If Amazing Fantasy had kept running, would oh, it have hit it? Is no. that like what they're trying to There's go for? There's absolutely no effort or thought that went like, into it's it. Just, it's just so weird. It's just so because, like. Well, because Amazing Spider-Man is going to hit a thousand issues sooner rather than later. So they're like, well, we can't, we can't usurp that right but we can make this up right but like so i guess what frustrates me and i think it frustrates everybody honestly yeah. is the idea that basically you're like diminishing a comic that actually hits it yeah that's right like by like fabricating any number you're basically saying like but like if you actually hit this number it's that you're not as like as good who ca- i could put anything who cares that's right that's i did right. this me too yeah that's like, that's marvel that's so stupid mm-hmm. uh that being said the stories in them are all good <laughs> you know the art's good the well, writing's there's, good there's, there's quite a few like powerful writers oh, there Jonathan Eggman writing a spider-man story finally it's fine mm-hmm. uh it's not like great but it's fine mm-hmm. uh gaiman wrote one it's very self it's it's a self-insert story about him it's actually like a it's an anecdote that he used to tell that's made to comic book form about him like trying to bug steve ditko into a signature um but instead he also like bumps into spider-man while he's doing it like it's like okay he makes a 16 he makes a 1602 reference <laughs> yay he's like i wrote you once in 1602 but I didn't make you Spider-Man because there's no buildings. Because Steve Titko told me that Spider-Man without buildings is not Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, that's cute. Way to go, Neil. Thanks for, like, slumming it over here in comics again. Uh, Kirby has a great story, of course. It's great. Like, you know, it's all good. Uh, but the standout, the one that everybody talks about is the Dan Slott story. Really? Yes. Because Spider-Man, I think, for... turned 60. And, um, like, it's the 60th anniversary of Spider-Man. So Dan Slott's like, he turned 60. So he does for... a story about spider-man being 60 years old oh okay and uh it's really well written and it's about spider-man and mary jane being married and like what spider-man's all about and mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's really nice it's really well it's really well done it's just cute you know he's he's slower you know but uh he gets shot by a like random person in an alley he gets sent to the hospital um things are touch and go everyone like in new york comes to like pay their respects basically and then like he heals and uh like it's really cute because like he jumps out the window of his hospital bed and people are like what are you doing and like he saw a mugging and he couldn't help himself and like so he's just like he's got his open like you know smock like showing his butt you know it's just a cute little like yeah that's spider-man it's a really nice story that's uh nice. so overall, it's his 60th not his 60th, 30th i'm sorry no his 30th was in the 90s i was like wait what yeah no he was he was born in the 60s so um, yeah, no, it's 60th yeah 60 years is a big deal it's okay to just call it spider-man 60 yeah, yeah. nope it's like a really big deal. I know it's good. Okay, it's, cool. It's, it, but it's but it's good. Like the problem is, it's really good. So okay. you can get it now. Uh, now that it's out and like cover price is garbage, like you can just wait and it'll be available for like a lot cheaper. Uh, I also read the new Thunderbolts. I just want to give it a shout because um, you know because Jim's a fan of the sh- or friend of the show. Uh, it's written by Jim Zub with art by um, Sean Izaski. Uh, it's a new bold era for the Thunderbolts, and I think it, uh, I think it, I think it hits. I think it hits the mark. Um, no pun intended, because the Hawkeye is leading the team. But uh, it's more world building, more set up for like the new kind of status quo of the Marvel universe, and I think it does a nice job. Clint, not Kate. No, okay, no, it's Clint. Okay, yeah, nobody's using Kate. I don't know where she is. Damn. I know, which is like a sin. Yeah. But uh, it's good. It's a good. It's a good series. Excellent. Uh, so check that out as well. 
yeah we did have a couple more super chats and then we'll get into what you got sure ray far i uh got more spider-man omnibuses volumes one two three five untold tales roger stern david michelini thanks for making me want to own those fire stories anytime man thank you so much for telling us about that that's awesome yeah, i don't even is. own those uh so that's great i heard about good stuff from uh i mean i know that roger stern run is great so that's so cool to like have it yeah uh somber shadow 001 i uh, loved the beta ray bill and Endgame back issues episodes it seems like you guys are uh destiny fans judging by the ghost reference uh ben played destiny and i played it a little bit that's right that's right you two <laughs> you were two of the only ones who played that who played that game but i wasn't there for that, but you weren't so. there for that so yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh lewis cox uh really why uh who's Really, why? Who really wants to know Joker's real name? I don't. He is the Joker. That's it. Stop it, people. Uh, that's the name of the episode, so we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. Joker's real name was revealed in a book, right? so we'll talk more about that yeah. uh, as we go, but thank you very much for your support. But man. not yet. Not yet? No, no, no. Because first, we're going to talk about Wolverine number 24, written by Ben Percy with art by Frederico Vincentini. Yes. Judgment Day tie-in. Oh, uh, no. Wolverine's getting judged, everybody. I bet the, the Celestial's like, thumbs up. Uh, Well, no, his... There's like... Listen, you get three modes... If you're getting judged, one thumbs down, two thumbs up, three undecided. Let's, let's see, okay. Um, some of it's like depending on the writer, like oh, I want to see where this goes. Some of it's like you have this much time to like you know to like to let me know or what okay. have you. That's where Wolverine's at. Oh, like, okay. Prove yourself. Ah, bitch. Dude's like hundreds <laughs> of years old. Like I feel like six months or two days isn't going to make a difference. Wolverine and Wolverine's honestly like um, of two minds. He feels like he deserves it, but sure. then he also realizes if every time someone fails judgment, it's just dooming Earth. Yeah. So he's like, I can't let that happen. Right. So I've got to try and earn this. Yeah. 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 Remember, meanwhile, Solemn. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Do you remember, you remember Solemn? Everybody. <laughs> he gets visited by the Hellbride. Do you remember her? No. Okay. <laughs> Back in Ten of Swords, when Solomon Wolverine met up for the first time, remember Wolverine went to hell to get yeah. Muramasa, and like there was a wedding going on. Mm-hmm. Hell Bride was the was the bride. Okay. Right? So she wants revenge, and like she sees this opportunity with like the judgment occurring to like take her her shot. Yeah. And she's like, I better do this now because <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't work out, I'm not going to get my chance. Um. So essentially, she you know wants revenge on both of them solemn and wolverine gonna team up they 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 meet um because solemn goes to find him and uh they're gonna do a couple of things one uh they're gonna kill a homemade god uh two they're gonna stop the hell bride this is the order in which wolverine would like to do oh this. okay and like like three wolverine secretly was, was like and i'm also gonna take back the muramasa blades like you don't get them anymore yeah because like i they, they're so sweet for me screw you yeah um honestly like i miss cubert on art but yeah. i can't be mad at vincentini's work at all mm-hmm. like it just looks good it's a solid issue and like those who like ten of swords this is a great throwback that's gonna pick up a loose thread which was the solemn and Hellbride thing like you just piss off the hand right, right? oh so punisher's gonna come after you i don't know at least cubert did the cover yeah 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 no like but it looks great like i'm not even mad because yeah. it looks real it looks it looks fantastic good, it looks good real good is what i was gonna say i was like that's not <laughs> you're not wrong i've what is that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's talk about X-Men number 14, which I think came out two weeks ago. Yes. It's also a tie-in Judgment Day. Oh, no, I already did that. Never yeah, mind. you did that. Never mind. <laughs> uh, let's talk about instead Immortal X-Men number six. Yes. Written by Kieran Gillen with art by Lucas Wernick. It's a, this is Gillen. 
this is Gillen's thing, right? right. Like Gillen has been writing Immortal X Men. Now we're going to tie this in, obviously, to Judgment Day because it's Gillen's baby. Like he's he's doing this whole thing, right? Okay. This takes place after Judgment Day number three. That's only important because like really what this is doing is adding some extra stuff to um how like Destiny got the vote. Right. You know, like Destiny like like got everyone to vote to go and t- try to take the shot at the progenitor. Yeah. How did that happen? We find out. Oh. Okay. Like we get a little extra insight there. All right. Um. And we also get a bit of the like aftermath of the failed attack. Mm. Like what happens? What happens right after that? Um, also, folk be getting judged. Oh, we already knew the outcome for a lot of them because of Judgment Day number three, or for at least for a few of them. Yeah. Um, but like we also are able to from this though get some more juicy details on the mutants, like Emma and Destiny. Oh, when they sure. were judged, right? Because yeah. they got the thumbs down. But oh. like, what did they see? What happened? So we get a little more information there. Honestly, the Destiny stuff is like really interesting mm-hmm. uh and i look forward to if gillen decides to do anything with this like maybe learning more of the ramifications because the progenitor says a couple of things that i'm like we're we gonna we're gonna deal with that maybe i don't know there might be something there yeah um we find out that the quiet council has uh like a lot of the quiet council hasn't been judged right at least they're not sharing it okay yeah like mm-hmm. i'm looking at you chuck yeah like to be fair, Charles like has been resurrected. He's back on the council, and like he's having a meeting with them. But he's also simultaneously fighting the psychic war against right. the Eternals. And he's like, it could have happened, and I wouldn't have honestly noticed at this <laughs> point. Like, yeah, like I am not. I'm barely here with you people. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm like that one. I'm like, oh please, please do that. Um, but we also get that was Exodus. He gets a, he gets his judgment day okay. at the Quiet Council meeting. Oh cool, thumbs up. Oh, yep um but at the at the heart of it this issue is really about sebastian shaw who's like narrating the whole thing presumably okay um so we get like you know some hot takes it's really his show naturally we get his judgment he decides to be true to himself even like he knows the judgment's happening he decides to be true to himself so he fails (laughs) (laughs) sure um what's interesting though is that like this issue establishes that like you might see the celestial when they judge you, I think when it's positive, presumably I'm not hundred percent, but when it's negative, you see a person who would make you feel judged. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've heard about that. So Shaw assumes it's going to be his dad. And when he whips around, it's Emma and he's like, bullshit. <laughs> like, he has a real problem with that, but then it gets in there. Right. Like the, like the progenitor's like, yeah, no, nah, I, I, I know. I know, man. Yeah. Like you could tell me no all you want, but I know. Right. It's a fun chance for Gillen to do like a tie-in into his own event. He gets to add some extra stuff for those who want it and like do sort of at the same time a character focused issue and like even even loop into Legion of X, which he's oh. not writing. Cy Spurrier's writing. Nice. Like right at the end of this issue, like Shaw ends up having he, he he's got a secret in the basement, right? Uh-huh. Which like picks up a thread from remember like at the beginning of Immortal X-Men with Celine, how she's a big sore loser. Yes um but yeah so like we tie into that for a second and like um bring in a character from legion of X okay right at the end i'm like cool yeah. like gillen's playing ball across the board yeah um this issue is not required in my opinion to enjoy D- judgment day like if you're reading judgment day you don't have to read this to uh, like to continue with the event right right like it basically is what a tie-in really should be, mm-hmm. right? But it, if you're like me and you want more of this event, I'd say it is worth a pickup. Yeah. Uh, I also have. I'm gonna do another Gillen one real quick. Why not? AXE Death of Mutants number two. Uh huh. Kill it. Written by Kieran Gillen with art by Villanova. I'm just gonna say the last name. Yes. Because I don't know. One day, hopefully, I'll run into this artist and be like, "Please tell me how to say your first name." Uh huh. 
sucker for Gillen right now, guys. Complete sucker for Gillen. Yeah. Um, this issue for sure is doing exactly what a tie needs to be doing. It has <laughs> context when you want it, but it doesn't take it doesn't do anything too huge that might make it seem like something in the like the main book is random. You know, like there have been times where something massive happens and then like it's reflected in the main book and you're like, wait, what? Yes. Oh, that happened at a time. Now this is really just adding some stuff. Okay. For the most part. We'll see, I suppose, by the end of it. Yeah. Um, but it also serves like as a beautiful reminder or inspiration to go for your goals or to start a project you keep saying you want to, lest you be judged by the progenitor for not doing it. Uh, This is where we kind of find out a little bit more about how the progenitor is judging folk, which is like, you could use it or you could not. It's totally up to you. Like, that's why I feel like it's not required Mm -hmm. because people are being judged and it's like, you know, it's a flawed God, but it has its own flawed logic. What is the logic? Well, the logic is this. Yeah. Let's say like, why is Captain America judged falsely? Because right. he hasn't completed his goal. Yeah, because he failed to inspire America. Right, like he had a goal and he didn't achieve it, right? Yep. At the beginning of this, we meet a, a human named Sally. She's a poet. She's been saying for years she's going to start a zine. Right. She meets someone online. During all of this, she uses it as a distraction. They're like really naive about poetry and kind of most things, honestly. Mm-hmm. But they have a really sort of cheeky slash inappropriate, like, screen name okay because they're called the mimatar which okay. is the name of one of the hexes the one that they kill and bring back oh. um we also get more inter- information about the hexes themselves uh gillen decides to give us some more details on the alliance of the mutants and the deviants you know the deviants show up at the end of three to help the so mutants, we get a little yeah. more like how that how that all happened because from that book you're like because they would show up because they think that x-men are deviants or the mutants are deviants so exactly. they're going to show up we get a little bit more it's just the the more of the same um, a few of the Eternals also get judged. Mm-hmm. For example, the set of Eternals who helped to bring the progenitor to life. Yeah. So Fastos, thumbs up. Right. Makari, thumbs down. And Ajax, eh, to be decided. Uh, okay. TBD. Uh, Fastos is like, dude, why did I like, because like the progenitor asked like, would you still have done this knowing that like, I, yes. I'm, I'm crappy. Mm-hmm. And Fastos is like, no. <laughs> Makari is like, no. Yeah. And Ajax is like, yeah. Right. So like Faust is like, wait, why? Why am I thumbs up and and Makari's thumbs down? Mm-hmm. And the pretender is like, because you took steps to fix it. Oh, like you said no, and then you attempted to fix it by right. like telling the mutants about like my kill switch essentially. Exactly. And Ajax is like, oh, you did what now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we also get to see Cersei's and Jack of Knives. You know how they broke into the exclusion to free Eros? Mm-hmm. We get to see that process. Yeah. We get a little more to that. And we get to learn a little bit more about Eros's motivation, which was a really simple moment, but it had a lot of power to it. Yeah. Obviously, being the brother of Thanos, he would like to try to save as many people as possible and to mm-hmm. tip the scales. Okay. That his brother did. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. I love that. Like, it's just, it's really well crafted. It's, it's a solid sentence, right? Yeah. Um, by the way, if you're wondering what happened to Sally, uh, she fails her judgment because uh, she, she never did she it. She wanted to do this thing and she never took measures to do it. Uh-huh. Right. She tells her friend about it online. Like the friend's like, just do it now. I'll, yeah. I'll submit poetry. Her online friend is the actual Mimitar. <laughs> what the fuck? Because the Mimitar apparently is like a, like thousands year old, like teenager. Oh, like okay. Ment- mentally. So it's like they are like reading like Plath and like all this poetry and like learning from this chick. Right. So like the Mimitar is waging war on Krakoa in hopes of also saving Earth mm. while writing poetry. And is like, yeah, but if you take steps, maybe it'll help right. to fix it. Okay. Right. 
at the end of the day, if you like Dylan's Eternals run, like this is a book for you because like that's what this is. This is more Eternals. Like mm-hmm. this is Gillen writing Eternals. You get the Earth, like the world machine talking to us, yes. being cheeky. By the way, at one point, the progenitor goes like, "Yeah, yeah, no, you, you too. I see you, <gasps> world machine. Yeah, world machine's like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that's great." So it's just it's just a good good fun story. Like I said, like if you like Gillen's work and you liked him, especially on Eternals, you're probably gonna like this book, and therefore I think it's a, a pickup. There right. we go. Nice. Then that's really it for me. So oh, get to okay. The, the the big ones. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some super chats before let's we do, do that. that. Sorry, uh, I, no, I rambled, no. but I again I try to write it so that I would stay on on task. I think you did great. Uh, Pedro Vengas uh, just finished Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, and it was incredible, and I almost cried two times. Yay! Yay! Soul. Yay, tears! Uh, Dante Cook. Hey, Sal and <laughs> Tiffany, can you explain where Batman Zeronaut comes from and what is that? Loved the new GBU. Infinity Wars shouldn't have, should have never happened. Warps. Uh, warps. Yeah, no, he said he said yeah. wars. Uh, I do want to read more of Weapon Hex. That's that was funny. the that was literally the one that I, I remember liking the most, but we didn't talk about that mm-hmm. one on GBU. But I was like, I think I remembered really I liking that one. I do remember you liking that one. Yeah, no, the, the Batman of Zeronaut was invented in Batman R.I.P. Or at the very least, he was invented in the 40s when Batman of Zurina is actually like a planet. Um, if you if you Google it, you'll find it. Um, they changed it. You know, it used to be Zurina and then it's Zurn Arg because it's just a bunch of noise that he makes. But yeah, uh, Batman R.I.P. is when they like was when Morrison like morphs the concept of Zurina into Zurin Arg. Um, so there you go. Check that out. Uh, if you are interested in, you know, where that purple suited Batman came from. Uh, Mr. Self-Sabotage, is there a Marvel or DC character you wish had a larger rogues gallery? Um, you know, I wish Superman's rogues gallery was more icon or it was more accepted universally. You know, people are like, oh, well, Superman doesn't have a rogues gallery. It's Luke's Lex Luthor and what, like Brainiac? Yeah, that's funny. I was thinking the same thing, but I was like, no, he has a larger, he has a larger rogues gallery. gallery. But generally, like, not Explorer. everyone talks about them or, uh, yeah, like you said, explores them. Like, yeah. Hmm. Right, like Toy Man, Parasite, uh, Metallo, um, Inner Gang, uh, you know. Yeah. It's a lot of, like, uh, oh, um, Rage. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different characters that the Superman fights that nobody thinks about. But, uh, Characters that don't have a big rogues gallery? I don't know. I, You know what? You could say the same with Wonder Woman, though. Yeah, Wonder Woman doesn't have an iconic rogues gallery at all. I, and I like there's one or two. Like the God of War, please. And, like, and Cheetah. And the Cheetah Woman, yeah. And it's like... That's not that's not very impressive. There's Cersei sometimes. Cersei, of course, yeah. Cersei yeah. is definitely a, a member of the rogues gallery. But like not super iconic? No. Like Unless you're a Wonder Woman reader? Yeah. Or a big mythology buff. Exactly, and that's the problem, <laughs> is that, like, most of them are, are rooted in some kind of me- yeah, uh, like mythology. Yeah, I, I feel like even if they're there, I, I, there could be a little more development or um, better PRing for them. Definitely, yeah. You gotta, uh, you gotta get that bat PR going, totally. basically. The Fodderbox kid, I just wanted to say hi, and I uh, read the original Midnight Suns, and I'm starting the Nightfall <gasps> Saga after watching your videos on both of them. Well, Yay, Enjoy! Suns. Thank you very much. Uh, Ray Farr, my buddy, read Born Again and loved it. I showed him your episode on it, too. I also loaned him a copy of Death of Gene DeWolf, which is a personal fave. Nice. Yay, yeah, nice. Born Again's an incredible book, and everyone should be reading it, so check that out if you haven't <laughs> already. Uh, Living Freak, speaking of X-Men, would you ever come? Uh, would you ever cover on an episode of Back Issues of GBU any 90s horrific X-Men stories like the full run of the Bone Claw Wolverine era? <laughs> uh, maybe, you know. I, I, I mean, we did Fatal Attractions. That's very 90s X-Men. Um, you know, we did 
Executioner song. Like we've done a bunch of like '90s rooted X Men stories, Onslaught twice, you know. So there's there's plenty of them. But uh, Bone Claw Wolverine, it's not really a story. It's just a thing that happened to him for a long time. Uh, Panda go crazy. Hey, comic pop family, what are your faves of the year? Um, of the year so far? I really like One Dark Night. Yeah, that was great. And um, Suicide Squad Blaze. Mm-hmm. Some some good good stories. Yeah. I like the Punisher series. I think it's great. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of good stuff. But yeah. uh, G- give us like uh, another few months. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with we'll an actual a, list. We'll have a list. At the we'll end. give you a real list. Exactly. Uh, Dante Cook. Also, did everybody forget about Poison Ivy Run and it's not selling well because the new issue felt like DC dropped down the paper quality and nobody is talking about her. The story and art are still going Olympus Olympic strong. Yeah, so that's one of the books that like because there was so much this week like i just i didn't get a chance and i think i'm actually another issue behind as well like it's just i want to read it because i was i felt like there was really something there and something i really connected to in that first issue and i just i haven't gotten there yeah uh nick del tufo uh hey guys or hey folks if you could have any superpower ability what would you have um oh we just answered this at the the, not here but at zap Zap i've got an answer for you healing factor yeah (laughs) me too what would you change your mind i did because yours is better <laughs> but uh yeah all right so um there's flashpoint beyond number five which came out uh this past week it's from jeff johns uh and 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 company mikhail yannon and zermanico did the uh the art for this particular issue um but flashpoint beyond is you know it's the penultimate issue Really like almost over. Cover. It's a great cover. Yeah, no, it's it's a great. It's a it's Batman's face. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, Batman's face again. So to say it again. Uh, yeah, no. So uh, we're getting like some more some more answers. Um, apparently the, uh, the you know the clock related time person murderer in the Flashpoint universe has been revealed, and it's none other than Martha Wayne, aka the Joker of the Flashpoint universe, who of course didn't die at the end of the Brian Azzarello book, where she definitely died. Uh, but instead didn't die and was been hiding in the walls of Arkham the entire time. Uh, Old lady in the walls? Old lady in the walls. She's not that old. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, she's been hiding in the walls the whole time and uh, manipulating events. She murdered Psycho Pirate and and, and discovered all kinds of secrets of the DC universe that uh, were revealed by Jeff Johns. And Jeff Johns alone, who's just operating somewhere wherever jeff johns lives and doing whatever he wants to the dc universe and just getting paid to do it and no one else getting a chance to like work with him or like work around him but yeah <laughs> um uh, also it turns out like batman and rachel ghoul i guess whatever teamed up and like reignited rebuilt the flashpoint universe somehow i don't know it's gonna be revealed soon but like okay. there was a flashback that was like rachel ghoul and batman teamed up and like basically brought the flashpoint universe back which is oh. funny because of course thomas is fighting to destroy his own universe right he's like why is this place still here right right uh, and of course there's a lesson to be learned about like everything matters so of course they're not going to destroy the flashpoint universe at the end of it because like we need to have batman like live with his consequences this is sure. thomas wayne's bot batman um the thing that everybody cares about is the fact that they revealed the joker's name uh martha reveals like she's like the joker's name is this i know his name was this in your unit in the real universe so I looked him up in this universe and he was a failed comedian who like hooked up with Jeannie and has a kid and he works for Wayne in the casino, which they blew up, but she made sure to not hurt, not hurt or kill him and arranged for him not to be there when she blew up the Wayne casino in the first place. So he's preserved, but they, uh, 
but they revealed his name and they're like, no, this is the Joker. And it's funny because of course, Jeff Johns invented two other Jokers. Uh, so, you know, there's three of them to choose from. So what name is it? You know, like which, which name is ascribed to which Joker? It's the killing joke Joker. It's the Joker that you care about. It's that Joker. Sure. And so she named him or he named him rather. Okay. And so like everyone's freaking out and pooping their pants over it. They were like, Oh my God, they revealed the name of the Joker. <laughs> is this the real Joker? And it's like, they could just make it up whenever they want. Like they could say, they could say no. Like yeah, it, it could or could not be. It depends on, um, what writer come next yep. or comes next or well, the fact when that, like, they feel like they need some more money. Like John's is setting up like more stuff with the DC universe. And I'm like, you know, no one cares, right? Like, you know that like none of this sticks. you got to be there to make sure it stays. Yeah. You know, you, you can't just like spoil the ending of dark crisis four and then say that you're connected and then set up the next era of DC. You've done that three times already. And each time someone else who gets like bigger or gets more money than you just, just throws all that away. So stop it. But uh, anyway, is, is his name Joseph Kerr? No, that wasn't. That was his name once. Really? That, yeah, that was in uh, the in Going <laughs> Sane. That was his alias. It was Joe Kerr. Well, that's why I said it was Joseph. It was Joseph Kerr. Yeah, no, Joseph and, Kerr was my father. That's right. And Batman sees it and he's <laughs> like, "I'm an idiot." <laughs> um, but no, that wasn't like his real name or anything. But uh, yeah, they reveal it and it's like, okay, all right. So here it is. It's uh, it's. It's Jack Oswald White. His name is Jack White after the effing white stripes, but has Oswald, like Oswald Cobblepot's middle name. And I'm like, you can't use, like, that'd be like his name being Harvey. Like, well, you can't um, use another prominent Batman villain's name in the name. Well, And you can't call him Jack White because that's just calling him, that's just naming him after the effing white stripes. So, like, you got to make him, so it's Jack Oswald White. Is it with a T or a D? I believe it's a D. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe isn't that yeah? Maybe it's not named after the penguin, right? Maybe it's named after Oswald, the beloved blue octopus. It could be, or uh, the alternate uh, Mickey. Remember the uh, the not rabbit or the rabbit thing? The rabbit wasn't called Oswald, was it? Yes, it was. Oh, okay. I didn't remember that. Yeah, I think so. Either way, um, yes. it was just like, Either oh, or. that's good guess on our part. Right. But yeah, so <clears throat> he just has Martha say that. And I guess that's it. And it's like, I, I guess that's I think this is John's way of apologizing for the like dark side war moment when Batman's like, what is the Joker's true name? And mm. then uh, he says there's three of them instead, which is, of course, like the retcon, because really Batman's like, no, that's impossible. And it's like, why would that be impossible? Like, why would he react like that if it was, right. oh, Jack Oswald White? And he's like, that's impossible. I don't know what that means, who that is or what that means. Yeah, yeah. Um, except Batman reveals in the end of Three Jokers that he always knew who, his, who he was and what his name was. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and it's like, that's why in Dark Side War, because people kept yelling and complaining about that, where they were like, if if Batman knew who Joker's name was the whole time, then why did he react like he, when he asked for his real name in Dark Side War like that, mm -hmm. if he knew it? And I'm like, because he was told there were three of them. Because the chair said there's three. Which one? That's why he reacted like that. It's a retcon, but it's still like, that's the explanation. And it's a pretty damn good one when it right. comes to like storytelling. Right, right. But yeah, so there you go. Uh, the Joker's real name, Fart. Uh, I, think what it is, I don't even care. Many writers want to be the person who did it. Yeah, yeah. And I think because John's like wrote three Jokers and it was like such a ordeal and it was such a big deal and it, it had been like, it had such hype and no one cared at the end of it that like, yeah. he's like, I'm not, I'm not done making big splashes with the Joker, you guys. Here, here's another one. Uh, his name. 
It's, it, Even you know a seven nation army couldn't it's stop. Very, it's creatively bankrupt, and yeah, to name him, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like it's yeah. We were talking about this the other day. How like a lot of times now, like mystery is kind of dead because it's like everybody just wants to know everything yeah. all the time, and yeah. so like you know prequels and series and it, it makes sense that he would go for this but i'm like you're you you're, you could write better than this yeah you've you have written better than this. yeah but flashpoint beyond by the way is great like it's mm-hmm. a really cool story and i'm really enjoying it but right. also he's like and the joker's real name now nah, who cares who cares? who cares like i'm sure no one's gonna talk about that right like knowing full well that everyone's gonna talk about that hoping that everyone will talk about that but uh yeah, so there you have it. Uh, we'll talk about Dark Crisis in just a second. But um, what was it? Uh, Mox or Max says, "Hey guys, I uh, hope you're doing good. Did you guys enjoy Batman: The Imposter? I thought it was had great vibes and art. Uh, I uh, read the first issue and thought it was uh, not great, and so I didn't read anymore. I don't think you read any of it. No. Uh, Ray Far no, says, I "How do you know. guys feel about the angry? I mean, angry Spider-Man? I think it's really cool to see Peter in a state that he shouldn't always be in. Kind of in." Uh, edge lord i know lol uh, i've seen it too many times for me to care or be interested in it um you know he was like that for way too long during the clone saga uh he was like that during back in black um there's you know and and it, i think it plays into a lot of people's like grim dark teenage angst like desires to see their favorite heroes who like wear basically the colors of the american flag like brooding and frowning and being like something antithetical to what they truly are so like you know i'm just i'm sick and bored of it i was sick and bored of it as a child and i'm sick and bored of it as an adult mm. uh he also asks john do you hack uh jack white was an alias joker used in arkham asylum game everybody go watch tiffany on twitch oh well, thank you so oh. much yeah no they do they yes that is an alias there oh my god it all comes back to the arkham games. of course it does <laughs> bum ba-dum, bum hello <laughs> Okay, no. And finally, crisis, uh, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earth number four of seven. Uh, that was your Mephisto voice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Josh Williamson, Daniel Samper. Uh, this is more of uh, the Dark Crisis, but with a new title update, which as I understand it was always the plan. Uh, I do believe it was the plan because I remember, I think Josh told me that it was going to be the plan like well in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But uh, nobody believes it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, I think it was originally well. The, 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 I think the I think the book had a different name before all this, and I think it definitely had the Infinite Arts thing in there. But this issue does explain, or at least warrant, why they changed the name of mm-hmm. the event uh, ho- uh, halfway through, basically. Uh, but yeah, in it, um, you know, it's more you know more of the same. Uh, Hal faces off against uh, John Stewart's elseworld uh lex luther is visited by black adam and basically is like enticed to join the legion of doom to help save the world they also reference forever evil they're like well we've done this before uh when the justice league went away uh or died or whatever Mm -hmm. uh then it turns out that like um the dark army is unleashed on them and then that is used to like i guess start the crisis or whatever the hell happened at the end of this issue But what happened no. was basically like Infinite Crisis, where like, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. They, 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 the, yeah, the Dark Army shows up and like they fight, but then it doesn't matter because like they seem to get the upper hand, but they immediately don't, and they become part of the Dark Army. Yeah, they get Meanwhile, chained up. Like uh, Barry and Hal are going to leave um, the John Stewart Elseworld. Uh, yeah, yeah cause, to, well, because Barry freed himself in a tie-in, but yeah, like, who cares? Which cool that's yeah w- that's one of those that should have not happened in a tie-in 
yeah kind of things yeah um but um then they go to see batman yes and they're then, like we gotta go Perez get Batman. like yeah this is great what they're doing is actually helping me it's like no it is but like it's generating the, more energy that's right but like why would you what i thought the idea was to give them the heart's desire keep them off the table but then it's like no and the crisis always has those characters at the center of it so yeah no you could but he's using their dreams to create energy mm-hmm that's right. We see a cool new Batman Something. who's like modeled after watches. Yeah. Or clocks. He's the clockwork Batman. Yeah. He's not even a Batman. He's a clockwork. He's like the Watchman or something. I can't remember what the name is. The, you'll find out when they release that book, the like Dark Crisis tie-in for Batman. Yeah. I understand it's cool. I, he okay. looks great. I like the I like the suit, actually. <laughs> really? Because I was like, he's going to think it's like Steampunkian, which I know you're not a fan of. No, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Steampunk, but I do uh, dig the... Uh, I like the idea. Yeah. Seen it in action or in an unlike one of the other covers. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then, and oh, and also, uh, Alan Scott goes to Dick, Dick Grayson. Grayson. That's a great moment. There's a great moment in this where um, Dick Grayson goes to visit Beast Boy and he's just like, huh. And Alan Scott's like, you're the main character of this book. You've always been the main character. And he's like, no, I was supposed to defend the Titans. And he's like, yeah, that was like so that you could have a really cool fight with Deathstroke. But like, no, you're the main character. And, and it was really cool to see Alan Scott and Dick Grayson meet and talk because like they represent two very different, distinctly uh, separate parts of the DC universe. Like mm -hmm. one is the older guard. One's the new generation. Mm -hmm. They're both guardians of Gotham. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's cool to see them work. And I like that moment because, um, well, number one, because you're actually seeing characters interact and they're talking about something other than the crisis, which is really cool. Uh, but the other thing was um, I really liked how, uh, what was it? Alan, talks about or dick is basically like why don't you like take care you, you want the, why doesn't the justice society become the justice league yeah and i was like yeah that'd be really cool like he says like names don't matter well that's what alan says alan's yeah, like, who, like it doesn't matter if it's society league like it wouldn't matter and like because we're old like we could do that but like you're the next generate like you're next yeah it's it needs to be you man and he's like okay and so we'll see where that goes and then and also magic also magic yeah they go into the basement and they find that zatanna died somewhere I, I missed it i did too honestly but i was like that makes sense yeah and then i also had like a memory of it almost like the memory of me telling you about x-men but yeah, i didn't so right. like i i don't know what's happening i think we're time traveling uh-huh i think we're secretly time traveling we're, we're sliding <laughs> damn it um but yeah i was like okay oh. and they mentioned like that like they noticed that something was wrong with magic mm -hmm. ever since whatever and i'm like yeah what things have been From, messed up with what yeah but i'm i'm kind of glad that they did that because like yeah oh, also, you know, and swamp thing and swamp things swamp, swamp things but swamp the main like the like our alan yeah. morian swamp thing yeah the one that looks like, like alan Moore for no reason makes a call back to like previous yes crisis that's right well because he did like that there's a recreation of a panel from the original crisis mm -hmm. on infinite earths where uh yeah we're we're swamp things part of like the whole thing mm -hmm. um I saw on a Reddit thread, somebody was like, why are there two Swamp Things? And most people didn't know. And I'm like, that's because no one is reading the Swamp Thing. Yeah. <laughs> people do know. And that's, that's one of those books that like I had to let go of when we were really like, I mean, like right now I'm hardcore into X-Men because of this event, because I really like what well, Karen doing Gillen, with yeah. it. But like that was coming out really when we were like trying, or we were doing a lot of coverage on X-Men. I was like, I think I'm going to like pull back from that. But then this event happened. So I am eventually going to pull back a bit from X titles because yeah. I miss my other titles. Yeah. And I'd like to get back into Swamp Thing at some point. Oh, totally. Uh, but yeah. Um, and then it wraps up where, um, 
I guess Pariah gets all the energy he yeah. needs. I is it? I assume it is Ramvi's Swamp Thing. Yeah. Okay. No, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely the Swamp Thing. Yeah. And who Alec, just looks like? Who just looks like Swamp Thing? I know. I'm like, but he looks. He's a little different. He's he's got. He's a little tighter. He's a little thinner. Mm. Looks a little smaller. Good for him. Yeah, I know. He's watching what he. Absorbs. He's watching what he absorbs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then uh, uh, Pariah reignites the multiverse. Basically, the I, I think Mister Terrific's the one who's like, this this universe can't handle. A multiverse, because the idea is, of course, like the multiverse in the DC universe is 52. Mm -hmm. There's still only 52 Earths. Yeah. And pre-crisis, it was infinite Earths. You see where we're going with this? Yeah, yeah. Like there mm -hmm. used to be just an unending amount of in of universes and, and, and possibilities. And then for the longest time, there has only been like 52. There's a map of it. And uh, so the so Pariah has reignited or restarted or recreated the the multiverse the infinite earths of the multiverse and so like and i don't know if we're getting like the old multiverse we're probably not we're probably getting like what you'll get planets that look like or, or worlds from elseworlds that look like or are kind of like the worlds that you remember from like pre from pre-crisis but we'll have like a modern twist or some kind of thing in there so that it, like you can do whatever you want but yeah uh we're getting a, we're getting a new multiverse out of the deal or at least pariah started one and uh, so we're getting, you know, an infinite amount of Earths and a new multiverse out of it, like uh, like at the end of Infinite Crisis. Yep. You know, but mm -hmm. uh, but but more, more more Earths, more books, more potential. Oh no! But I think the idea is that like, you know, we can only handle fifty-two of them. Like we can't handle like all of them. Like a new fifty-two. Yeah. No, no, fifty-two Earths. That's how many left, or, or you know, comprise the multiverse, right? Theoretically, but except they're, except they're not, right? But if it, if he's making fifty two Earths or new, 52. no, 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 he made a million, oh, like okay. a billion, like an infinite amount of Earths, right? And it's like we can't sustain that many. I mean, that's his, the his hand only had so many. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yes, there you have it. Uh, I'm still enjoying it. I really like the scene between Halen and uh, Nightwing, as you can imagine. But um, Alan, I said, yeah, I said Alan and Nightwing. You said Hal. I'm pretty sure I said Alan. Okay, well, we'll watch it later. But uh, the point <laughs> is, the uh, I like that interaction because, like, those two should have been the protagonists of the book from the beginning. Like, it would be really cool if it was always from their perspective, but we mm -hmm. had to wait until, I think, the last issue to introduce the Justice Society at all. Um, there's also some implications, like, that I would have liked to have seen. Like, there's a lot of ideas in here that I really enjoy. Um, and uh, I'm sorry that it took four issues for us to finally like have Night Nightwing's in all of them, and he does like the the first page of the first issue is of Nightwing's origin, right? Becoming Robin, and I'm like, right, like so. I guess the main character is Nightwing, except that he's really been passive. He's a passive protagonist where he's just kind of like things are happening to him, and he's following like a path that he thinks is set before him, and he's not actively participating. So I think from five, six, and seven, we're gonna see. Like Dick Grayson do stuff. Mm. So there we go. Okay. Like now we're going. Also, it's cool to see Lex Luthor like do something and fight uh, Deathstroke. Why don't you just do something, Lex Luthor? Jeez. Exactly. But uh, yeah. So um, why'd you hate it? <laughs> wow. You're going to assume that? I'm not wrong. I disliked it. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I did like that moment. There's like, I got to tell you, the art is really growing on me right like, i really liked the way um Saint depicted grod yeah there's some of the way he like he draws looks just more like a it's just the way he draws the fur i don't know it's like it's very primal very like there's a lot of power to it i was like that's really well executed agreed 
Uh, this issue felt like it should have been issue one or two. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That kind of like got to me. I'll be honest with you. Like mm-hmm. I was like, uh, maybe like 1.5. Like we could have had some more like build up right at the beginning. And then this could have just been issue one. Oh, and yeah. I think that would have had a really different effect on people. Absolutely. If the series started right here. I think so too. But I'm. what's funny is I'm seeing a lot of people like negatively respond to this issue. And it's like, maybe it's because they're re- like, they're, they're pushing back on the I fact think, that like, I think they're pushing back on the like fact it. that it's like, oh, something happened. Yeah. Kind of like, you know kind what of, I mean? Like yeah. if you had taken like the first couple of issues and kind of truncated it down, like Deathstroke attacks Titan's Tower, right? Yeah. Like, and leaves Dick like, feeling helpless. Like one or two pages, bam. Like, and yeah. like all the other stuff happens. And then he shows up and deals with the right. Legion of Doom. Yeah. And then Dick has to step up. It's right. like, Either that's issue one, and this is I don't know. Like, there's, yeah. there's something in here. Like, this could have been one. Yeah, or two there would have. There's a director's or there, there's like a fan edit of this of these two Some, of these books that could, somewhere that, that could be made. Yeah. Um. There's like this really like interesting sensation in this book that characters need to rush and do a whole bunch of stuff, and right, yet but this there's book, nothing to do, and yet this book has no momentum. No, that's true. That's like I'm really having a hard time like understanding that like we we have to do things right but they don't even know what what to do what are we doing they well they don't know and everything that you do you fail at right and like i'm down for that like that happens like you know like there are movies like you know in trilogies where it's like the second movie everyone's oh man yeah we ended on a downer because we gotta we gotta rise up we gotta Mm -hmm. fix this right but like this I, i just everyone's like we Guys, we gotta get serious. Yeah, we had to get serious and, and do something. Was this the one? Was this is? Was it this issue that talked about the metaverse and the omniverse, or was that Flashpoint Beyond? Because one of them basically this, takes this Doomsday Clock and says no. This one mentioned the omniverse. Yes. Okay, where they're like, that's stupid. Yeah, like um, Lex talked about it. Yeah, Lex is like, actually, it's stupid. No. Yeah. Because I think in, uh, I think they also talk about it in Flashpoint Beyond, where they're like, no. Okay. Like whatever the other guy said is stupid. I don't like being the, the person in the middle here. But nobody talked about the dark multiverse. <laughs> it is referenced. It is referenced by name, but nobody talks about it like it matters. Right. And right. Uh, Tales from the Dark Multiverse is a book that nobody's making anymore. So, you know, I don't think we're going to be seeing that. Anytime uh, soon. Occasionally in this book, I felt like um, characters didn't actually have the motivations to say some of the things that they said. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the interaction um, when... Um, black adam is talking with lex yeah and um what the hell's his name is it uh yes it's uh vandal savage vandal savage um is there and like he makes a call back to a previous event and then also makes a slight like yeah it was dark knight's metal or uh, the totality it was during like the scott snyder run he's like I, i'll beat you to death again yeah it was like it was like two things in one but yeah it really was like it was really clunky and i was like it was very clunky yeah and it was like it felt like it was only there to make the reference it was there yeah that's why and like I, and I can't tell if that's like a trying to show I'm playing ball or that's like a I remember things like trust me where we're going because I, I remember the like, history. I think of it's the because DC we're changing the history of the DC universe or we're setting up the new like status quo for the DC universe and all of the like we're, no one is getting left out. Right. Well, it, it wasn't just that moment. There were there were oh, several moments. It's the one that comes to mind yes. immediately is like I'm like that one in particular was a little a little forced and it's, but i think it was meant to be inclusionary and i i appreciate there's it just, there's just like a lot of moments like that where yeah. i'm like characters be saying things because characters need to be saying this not yes. because the story's driving that that's fair which i guess kind of like gets me to my next point which is that uh it feels like it's driven more by trying to explain or fix or solidify continuity rather than mm. the actual story yeah and, like i think that might be the reason why there is a section of folk who really like this book and a section of folk who don't really like this book because right. like if you're here 
for that like level of continuity and that level of like um like unraveling to like make sure you understand what's coming next that's if anybody even pays attention to this i don't know like you're probably you're digging this there are but plans like, after but this. it feels like a, a report yeah i guess more like I, I just i don't know like i know that josh williamson is a, and i've said this and i'm gonna say it every single time i say something negative because i know that he is a good writer yeah because I you love read, birthright i really did and i and i've read many a story by him that i have enjoyed yes and like this just doesn't feel the same right no at all i mean it's not it's it is it is something else like this is not necessarily like your run-of-the-mill indie book or uh or or character like, study I, or series think, this is a this i is, think you can host you can do a both. large event and still have a like satisfying narrative yeah. driving the ship you can. while like other things are happening and like i think he has that ability but i i don't know what is going on here so mm -hmm. i don't want to be like well clearly lost his edge or like clearly dc blah 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 like no. i don't know so i'm not gonna say anything but i am gonna just say that like it just doesn't feel right you yeah. know like it's fair and i don't know and additionally i think dc did him dirty by changing the name on this issue yeah yeah because it was not as like shocking no i was like oh yeah you change the name now the but name. it's like supposed to be yeah and the thing is for me like, i feel like you could have done something clever with the cover where it was like almost redacted out oh yeah and then like at the end like the last page like after the reveal like the like instead of putting an ad there or something else it's the cover again it's the cover again with, with a different name yeah yeah that would be, really, that would be way better because I, like I, I don't know like i think it just lost a little something yeah. there so yeah. i think between that and like the like slight spoiler from john's it's just like they're just like i don't know it just makes it feel unimportant and then yeah. with all the other flaws to it it's just all i can see are the cracks no totally that's where i'm at right now that's fair <laughs> i can't argue with that i i, I feel badly because like the level of like okay so like the things i'm talking about where it feels clunky mm -hmm. like dude knows his stuff and like i don't think you should be penalized for knowing your stuff but no. like i don't know hide it a little better <laughs> like or make it feel more natural like i know you can mm -hmm. i don't know yeah i i don't know I'm storm sorry. king says will we see batman catwoman or dc vampires and back issues yeah one day uh cozen i really i usually feel i usually i usually listen on these things while i'm working so i'm not looking at the screen but now i just see the stream and watch out i know he's glassy <laughs> glossy glossy and he clearly drawn but watch out behind you yeah it's actually cardboard what? yeah huh? oh no <laughs> about to get an adamantium colonoscopy I, what uh, all right let's recommend some comics that are That's coming out this so... week that we think you should pick up yeah. uh spider-man number nine uh from zeb wells and patrick gleason the art's great and it wraps up that whole moira story completely i read it we'll talk about it next week but oh damn it's all done wow okay at least the mary jane part okay uh daredevil number three i love that the hellfire gala logo is on it like this should have like it like it freaking matters like, yeah i hear you marvel's all over the place right now with the scheduling yeah uh da yeah daredevil number three chip sadarsky rafael de la torre covers amazing uh yeah it's really dope daredevil's great you should just be reading it uh predator number two uh from ed briston and kev walker uh yeah, this is fine. Uh, so we'll see how what happens. We'll talk about it. Uh, it's a six issue miniseries, so hopefully, like the next mission miniseries, I will say, uh, Predator was like third of the month when it came out, number one. Wow! And I was like, hell yeah, maybe like, because obviously the book's gonna drop off significantly. Like it's mm -hmm. gonna be like you know fortieth of the month like next week, mm -hmm. but 
maybe it'll get Marvel enough to start greenlighting a couple of Predator versus stories. We can mm. get Predator versus Wolverine, Predator versus Punisher, Predator versus Black Panther. Like let's let's get those out before Marvel resents this franchise and leaves it to the dust uh do a power bomb number four is coming out from daniel warren johnson uh you should be reading this series if you aren't already it's uh it's four issues pick it up so far uh and tom king and elsa chartier's uh love everlasting number two is coming out if you like weird subversive mysteries that are science fiction kind of uh but more like just david lynchian like what uh, then you should read this series. It's crazy weird, and there's I more I to it. This series. I think you should. I think it's interesting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it it plays with like the Marvel romance book, and then turns it into something else. Okay. And uh, it's really weird, but it's really neat. Uh, okay. So check that out as well. Uh, Tiffany, what do you recommend? Uh, you had yours all ready to go. I'm not even remotely ready for a go. But Axe Judgment Day number four is coming out. You know why I'm reading this? Like some would say, I love this book. I yeah. actually love this book. The the thumbs up thums down thing whatever. Oh, it's, that's it. the it's, gimmick. It's, it's the it's the Listen. thumbprint. Like the, he tied it in. Yeah, he tied it he in. He did. It's, yeah, it's all character driven. Uh, written by Kieran Gillen with art by Valerio Skiti. So you know it's gonna look good yeah that's right it's gonna look good <laughs> uh also uh x-men red number six is coming out that's gonna be a tie-in to judgment day and i'm here for hell yeah it. you need to know what happens i have next. to know Mag- magneto's got a big hole in his chest that he's holding together basically with sheer force of will yes um to to fight back and uh, against uh uranus's forces even though he's already left by the way we we, we keep dropping uranus oh yeah like, uh, that that's going to be a real problem. Oh yeah, no, Uranus is going to be the main villain of the book. It's going to be a end. real problem. It's going to be awesome. Either that, or they're going to like put that, Set that away, up. yeah, like for another time. Which good I, idea. I'm kind of actually more hopeful for because Uranus is his own thing, like, like extinction level event. I agree because the Deviants mentioned that too. Oh. Like, were Uranus to come to Earth, that would that would be, wreck be everything. The end of the Deviants. That'd be so cool. And, like, I'd love to see that. Potentially anything. Um, but X Men Red number six is written by Al Ewing with art by Stefano Caselli so yeah so definitely gonna be picking that up for sure mm-hmm. and another thing that i will be grabbing which i'm gonna tell you about as soon as i find it will be midnight suns number one um i will we'll we'll see about this one <laughs> <laughs> they brought back the, the the they did they brought back the, the old logo. like uh lock up for the marvel logo mm-hmm. there uh, looks good by the way it's written by ethan Sachs. oh yeah that logo up there yeah that was dope written by ethan Sachs with art by uh luigi zagaria um luigi um uh, <laughs> number one obviously this is a cash grab for, for the video game the video game yeah. um so you got a, a team of at least spider-man's not in it no it's true um but you got magic wolverine blade uh spirit rider and nico minru um so like the only one on there i'm like wolverine it's fine yeah yeah this one's at least more magically balanced than the game seems to be oh i think so i'm gonna play the game anyway of course but i'm just i'm just saying like just more magic users fewer non-magic users would be mm-hmm. fine with me uh, did you mention the savage adventures number five not. is coming out i forgot um because i know it's a, a comic that we were both reading at one point and then yes. i kind of fell off you were on it for a bit but if i read the last issue it was good but if you're if you're um still um on this this is the shocking conclusion apparently to the hyborian hunt uh it's written by david pepos with art by carlos magno yep i might uh be surprised if uh conan continued <laughs> on this team after this uh, I doubt it. I sincerely do too. Um, that might be it for me, folks. Yeah. This is 
This is again. This is one of those weird weeks, right? It'll um, be a, it'll be a light week, but I'm sure something shocking will happen in She-Hulk, and we'll talk about that at some other. Well, time. I would like to like make sure next week that I also talk about um, that um, Bermejo book. Oh dear, yes, dear Batman, dear Bat, dear dear Knight, dear Knight, dear Batman, dear, dear Batman. Batman. You are so cool. Will you come to my birthday party? <laughs> Uh, I'd like you to look at my bedroom. Yeah, J.R. Gomez, if I hear the words light or darkness again, I-S-T-G, I hear you. Ray Far, always thankful for Comic Pop. You guys are such an amazing channel. And thanks for being awesome. I wish I was able to go to Zap. Uh, I appreciate that, man. But listen, it's okay. But hopefully we'll see you at some other show. I mean, Mm -hmm. we are going to be at New York Comic Con. We're going to uh, Baltimore Comic Con as well. So if you like that show, uh, you'll see us there. No booze or anything. No, that, that Baltimore Comic Con is a con that we go to because we like that because show. Because we want to go to a con. Ah, there's a fly. Yeah, there's another fly. But thankfully, the show is over. <laughs> Before you go, make sure to subscribe to Comic Pop Plays and check out more of Tiffany's streams over on twitch.tv slash Comic Pop on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode of Off the Rack here on Comic Pop Returns. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to our channel, and we'll see you next week. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye. Bye.